1: Ladies and gentlemen,
0: you are now entering the Second Crit Comics Podcast, starring Mark Clare and Wimso Martini.
1: They say great things come in fours. The four tops. Connect four. Actually, I'm not sure anybody's ever said that until now, but either way, today we're going to be looking at my favorite book of all time not really but when i was a kid it was my first book my first comic book love and my favorite book for that i that i really followed for a long time that is the fantastic 4 to do so i'm here of course as always with my partner in comic book crime The just one himself ramzo martinez ramzo what's shaking buddy fantastic 4 was really your favorite at the time like 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 it was the first book that i because I started with this book with the story that we're going to read today and I stuck with it for a long time. Whereas, you know, my, my true favorites quickly became like Spider-Man, Batman. Those are the ones that I really clung to in the beginning, X-Men. But Fantastic Four, like it was the first comic I I picked up and uh, we'll be discussing, discussing that issue today. And I stuck with this particular run from Tom DeFalco from that day for like four or five years. So it just has a special place in my heart as sort of like the first comic that I grabbed and also stuck with for, like an, for an extent Run. So, I mean, it's not my favorite of all time now, but kind of in the moment, it was like my constant book, whereas I would jump in and out of some other books here and there. Uh, but I had always stuck with the Fantastic Four for that, you know, that first segment of the Mark Claire fanboy run, you might say.
0: I, I I get I kind of get it. You know, I was never a fan of the Fantastic Four in the sense of I was collecting all their stuff, but I always liked seeing them in video games. I saw the movies. I always liked their appearances when they would team up with like Spider Man or the X Men or something. But what I will concede is that, and and depending on your reaction to this, it'll 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 tell me whether or not you you completely agree. But like I always felt like the Ultimate Fantastic Four were better. You would think that because. I I I love the Ultimate Fantastic Four. The Ultimate Fantastic Four. All right. All right. We're gonna do this.
1: We're gonna do it live. I'm gonna. You're gonna tell me right now. You're gonna give me a, a run. Whether it's the first four issues or some other run you think is better representative of it, I will go read that. It will be the next edition of What Marked missed on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash prepod to hear that in the future. You don't need to do me right now. You can you can send me it later if you want. But.
0: Oh, no, I, I, I could do it. I will. I will tell you right now and I will send you the link. It's the uh, Frightful Four run in which the zombified Fantastic Four that you see in the early, I think, 20s of the fa- ultimate Fantastic Four. They return and they try and bring the Marvel zombie verse to the ultimate verse. OK, that sounds fun. I'm down for that. Sounds freaking awesome. Sounds like it you're kind by, by inserting
1: a zombie story while trying to claim this is like the greatest version of Fantastic Four ever. But I'll let it slide. I do keep if, it
0: open. If, if there was no Ultimate Fantastic Four, there would be no Ultimate Marvel zombie. I'm sorry. There would be no Marvel Zombies, period. Well, So you could thank the Ultimate Fantastic Four for that.
1: All right well fair enough i mean so in that can you clarify something for me so the maker is an evil version of reed richards but is he the same version of reed richards in the ultimate fantastic four or is he an even
0: other alternate version yes he is that that that's the scary thing about it the heroic young reed richards you see throughout the ultimate fantastic four and the ultimate universe is the maker who is now has been yeah ready. Has been kind of
1: grandfathered into the Marvel universe through uh, through Jonathan Hickman's Secret Wars chicanery. So he he still pops in and out now again. I last saw the maker in uh, very early on. He he
0: was in Donny Cade's Venom run. I
1: enjoyed his appearance there.
0: I enjoy yeah. a maniacal Reed Richards. I, I will say that it's uh it's. It, I'll never it'll never feel right. But you know what what. What's really tragic is that I, I had, so Ultimate Fantastic Four, as I was going to say earlier, was the first book I actually started collecting monthly on my own. It was the first book that was on top of my pull list when I went to my local comic shop and I said, I want you to hold the new issues of these. So it's it's like a parallel, man. It's just like you're the ultimate version. You're like ultimate Mark
1: Claire. You're you. You have the, the ultimate parallel to everything I was doing. I so said, this is the first book I read regularly and you went into the alternate dark side version for for your first run.
0: You mean the profitable side, because the regular Fantastic Four comic was not selling very well for a very long time. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it just it just goes to show. I don't care about sales, <laughs> Remzo. It just it just goes to show that uh, each generation has their own. But the ties that bind are the fact that reed Richards, sue storm johnny storm and uh, ben Grimm will will always seem to stick around in one shape or another indeedy indeedy and like i
1: said um, like i mentioned there i do sometimes but i will do it soon now that we've made this agreement uh, i do a show called what mark missed where i dip into suggestions from Remzo from the dark period of my comic fandom which is for approximately i want to say 2004 to maybe 2013 ish somewhere in there uh, so i will i will commit right now to reading that for the next episode find that over on patreon at patreon.com slash pod, where until the end of this month we are being so very generous and offering two not one two free months for anyone who joins at an annual level uh, as an annual patron that could be worth up to 150 dollars from so you know what how many comics you can buy for 150 dollars there's a lot of tacos. Mark. Not as many as when I as when I bought this one, for, because with this this first issue of the Fantastic Four, I, I don't don't cheat, don't look unless you already did. Unless that's what you're doing right now. Uh, do you, what do you think this uh, this first issue cost? It came out in I believe I want to say 1991. Dollar twenty five. Even less. It was one dollar. This is right before the dollar twenty five price increase, which I do remember because I was like, what? <laughs> now I can get like basically one comic less a week unbelievable but uh nonetheless this is so we're going to start this uh this is for people who want to follow along at home this is going to be fantastic 4 number 356 to 358 now interestingly enough 356 was not my first issue of the fantastic 4 357 was my first issue of the fantastic 4 why I don't know. I just was at a comic book store, and I was I was picking out comics for the first time. Uh, it was my friend Eric, who you know, one of our very first patrons, our, our very first Kirby Club member, uh, who is also, thankfully, thanks to him, uh, giving away uh, an X-Men Inferno, a copy of the X-Men Inferno. Not the new one, not the, uh, the Hickman-inspired one, uh, but the original Inferno. So, uh, our... There's no
0: cuckolding There's in this not, Inferno. As far as I know.
1: Uh, but yeah, the, our, our first annual patron, who it might have already happened at the time of this recording, so if that already happened, sorry, you can't get it. But the first annual patron we get during this promotional period will also, in addition to all the other perks they get, will get that uh, that delivered right to them by Eric. He's going to deliver it directly. That's how helpful this guy is. Patreon.com
0: slash SecondPrintPod. <laughs>
1: there you go. Patreon.com slash SecondPrintPod. Thank you very much. We will now get into today's episode Looking at my very first foray into the Fantastic Four. Oh, yes, I was saying, I just picked up issue number 357, uh kind of out of nowhere, because I I think I kind of liked the cover. It showed like the thing going and Johnny fighting, which at the time I didn't even know who they were. I like I literally knew nothing about comics except for like Eric would bring in comics and I sat at his lunch table and I would like and it was during like the the time of like Venom and Carnage, and I was like, Oh, this stuff looks really cool. Yeah, he showed me a lot of like the Todd McFarlane stuff, and then I I don't remember if I went to the store with him or if I just one day decided to go to the store on my own because this is when I was starting to make a little money on my own, believe it or not, when I was like 12 years old, I was mowing lawns and watching neighbor's dogs and all this stuff. So I I had some expendable income to me. and uh, I mean, uh, 15, 20 bucks uh, for a kid my age in 1991, that was like a huge amount of money. So I went to the comic book store and I started just picking up anything that looked cool. And I, I distinctly remember this this edition. I had no idea what the Fantastic Four was, but I picked up this book, I read it and it sucked me right in. Um, so that's gonna be the second issue we look at. I actually kind of picked it up an issue in the middle of the arc but the issue before that just to kind of complete the story arc here is Fantastic Four number 356 from tom defalco and paul ryan and this team was on this book for quite a long time i believe i want to say at least like three years after this maybe even longer because I, I i continued with their run um and, to, I mean, and i believe it i believe i continued with this run right until did, did defalco do a avengers run i'm sure he did Did we he, cover something he has done almost everything at marvel at some point i mean he, he's like he was like marvel's kind of go-to hand for never never blew you away but he was the steady hand he could always keep a book on solid footing that's how i would describe tom defalco uh, but yeah, they, I mean, he, I'm pretty sure they did this wrong. I could be wrong straight up until what's the thing with Onslaught Heroes Reborn straight up until they transformed into the, into like the Jim Lee um, FF. Uh, but anyway, we start off this issue number 356 on the cover. We see the puppet master and as well as the new one of the new warriors, Marvel boy. What a loser this guy is the Vance we met him uh, in the uh, the Heroes Return Avengers that we looked at uh, last year um, and open the cover. First thing you see, as you often see in an issue of Fantastic Four. You see the thing smashing things clobbering time baby it's always clobbering time with the thing and as he often is he is going after johnny storm because the thing always goes after johnny storm and he always destroys a bunch of what i have to imagine is extremely expensive scientific equipment while he is doing so um so and, and this is just a fantastic force label i don't know why they let the thing just continually smash things and continually destroy equipment but but reed never seems terribly upset by it so he's 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 more tolerant of thing than of his own wife apparently um but uh, the reason that the thing is so angry is because someone has smashed or melted i guess his this um clay clay little piece of him this clay sculpture of him that was made by alicia masters now Let's talk about Alicia Masters for a second. Alicia Masters is the stepdaughter of the of villain, the Puppet Master. She's been a, a, a fantastic force stable since the very, very beginning. Um, she did fell, fall in love with the thing. Alicia is blind, so she sees uh, Ben Grimm's, of course, inner beauty. Of course, she can also feel his weird, rocky face and body, which is probably strange. Uh, but nonetheless, she fell in love with him. They were an item. And then, which we'll get into this later in the story, uh, but uh, just for the reader's sake, then Secret Wars happened, and I forget exactly what happened in secret wars but ben did not come back with the fantastic four at the time um and, and he was actually uh for some reason he they, they came back and she hulk had replaced him i forget why uh so she hulk is in the fantastic four and in the meantime johnny hooks up with ben's old love interest alicia masters uh while he's gone he comes back is furious of course eventually gets over it johnny alicia mary and here we are Any questions so far,
0: Rems? Now you know, as Bruno Mars would say, "This bitch got me paying her rent." Bruno Mars, have you ever heard or seen
1: anything about the theory that he is Michael Jackson's son?
0: I've always well, I mean, it's not a secret that he's basically like a modern michael jackson type of performer but to say that he's his son he's um well apparently there's there's actual reasons
1: it's kind of like the um the uh castro justin trudeau trudeau thing like there's actual life circumstances the
0: nose shows the
1: timing actually makes i'm just
0: saying you put the photos there they look like father and and so do brino mars and michael jackson it's it's uncanny if you actually put them next
1: to each other if you look at a young michael jackson from the 70s before all the weird skin things happened he looks when he, he was still exactly black, like he's trying to say he was—he was—he looked exactly like Bruno Mars does, basically today. And apparently, Michael—this is all stuff my wife told me, and I haven't researched it any other way beyond that, but I believe it. That makes yeah, it I better. Uh, and apparently, he—Michael Jackson—always said his first son would be named Peter after like Peter Pan, you know, boy who never grew up. And apparently, Bruno Mars's real name is Peter, and his mom knew Michael Jackson and was around Michael Jackson at around the time that he would have had to have been conceived. So. Again, I have uh, one source and it's my wife, but I'm going to choose to believe it because he looks exactly like him. It's, it's really uncanny once you see it.
0: The, the, I mean, not even just the fact that Bruno Mars can move like him, can sing like Michael, can write lyrics that are Michael Jackson reminiscent. There's just little things about them because people have done comparison videos. I could, I could believe I'm going it. to believe it. I'm not saying I do, but I can totally see it. Indeed. I agree. Oh, anyway, Ronan or Rowan Farrow is uh frank sinatra's son No, oh,
1: i could see that too i guess yeah i'll believe any of these theories to be honest with you it's just more fun to believe but of all of all of them i, I mean the trudeau Castro thing i i 100 believe that it's insane
0: how much they look alike when you actually put them side to side he looks i i mean if he if he didn't look so starkly different than his father i it wouldn't hold i don't know if i would believe everything else but when you see mm-hmm. trudeau senior and compare him to Trudeau Jr, and then you when you take Castro and compare him to Trudeau, it's like, yeah, well, that's your daddy, <laughs> like,
1: like here's his mom was visiting Castro. This is now the the uh, who's a secret son of who uh, conspiracy show., uh, we've tossed out the format,, uh, yeah, I mean, but when you see her next to Castro, like she, there's even pictures of her like ga- like looking gazingly at, at Castro, like she was in Cuba at, again at the right time for him to have been conceived and have all the math add up, so. I buy, I buy that one and I buy uh, Bruno Mars and Michael Jackson, like, as as about as much as I can believe anything, to be honest.
0: You know how those French Canadians are? I could dig
1: Indeed. it. Uh, moving along, though, yes. Uh, yeah. As I mentioned, the thing is very upset because someone smashed his sculpture. He assumes it was Johnny. I don't know why, but, but I guess because it's melted. So he assumed that, you know, it got fucked up. And uh, so he's angry because he's like, oh, you know, you just kind of you just kind of like rubbing it in. Now you, you, you're with my you're, you're married to like my ex-girlfriend and now you're going to, uh, by the way, Alicia made this sculpture. So Alicia is also an artist and she basically like does realistic art of things that she touches and then recreates them in her clay. That's and she's also, of course, uh, like I mentioned, daughter of the puppet master who uses like clay and radiation to control people or something because comics, as we'll see in a minute um so yeah thing is going after johnny um reed wraps himself around thing as he as he often does uh meanwhile johnny forms a fire cage around the thing but things can just not be held back thing is going nuts he wraps johnny around with like a piece of metal um and then there's one point where johnny just like basically blows smoke in things in the things um face which i thought was a pretty like kind of inventive use of johnny's power you usually just think of the flames and him burning things but i guess he can actually like blow smoke out of his lungs too because there's fire everywhere so why not um and but yeah at the end you think he could blow smoke out his ass it, it would stand to reason that he could because you know air air comes out of there for both those places for regular people so why not make it smoke if you're johnny storm but anyway why not um so yeah i mean and, and thing is about to just literally this would murder johnny like like the things that thing does and and they just don't bat an eye at are really incredible between all the equipment he destroys and the fact that he literally is about to try to murder johnny is only stopped by i mean this you put this rock fist i know he's got a flaming face but it's not he doesn't have a, a face shield or anything uh but luckily sue is there to throw up her force field and uh, stop thing from hitting johnny uh meanwhile thing calms down and all is forgiven as it often is and, and thing just kind of storms off he's like oh y'all see, seem mighty concerned about johnny but no nobody gives a hang about me it figures I, lo- I love the way thing talks by the way it never that old that old nancy street y- yancy street slang ne- never stops getting me he says and she's like ben wait sue, sue says ben wait he says forget it susie i ain't in the mood uh meanwhile uh, johnny or uh, alicia is consoling johnny and say hey well why is ben so upset and he's like i don't know something happened to his dumb statue and but uh, like i said this is the statue
0: you blind bitch why do you think he says <laughs> yeah, it's the
1: statue that uh she and, and johnny's like well can't can you fix this? this is like your sculpture and alicia says here she's like uh it's also funny a funny line from reed who's always just like fine with ben no matter what whether he's hitting on his wife as they did in the very early days of the fantastic four or just destroy, destroying equipment very tolerant reed again reed is tolerant of everyone seemingly except his wife um don't worry alicia th- that figurine is only a symbol of ben's underlying anxiety he's been under tremendous stress lately ben but he, by the way he also destroyed thousands dollars worth of equipment and tried to murder again tried to murder johnny but whatever all is forgiven he was stressed out it's all good um and he says it, it does look like the head of this thing was crushed not melted who would have committed such a deliberate act of vandalism and more importantly why by the way i don't think we ever find out who actually crushed this thing but whatever we'll move on uh we then see sometime later at the cemetery we see the puppet master and he is at the grave of his um wife or f- f- former wife i suppose um uh, marcia masters who is the mother of alicia masters and he's kind of thinking to, to himself you know he's well, not thinking to himself, he's talking out loud to, I guess, what he believes to be the spirit or the ghost of his uh, former wife. He says, I don't want to alarm you, Marsha, but I fear that something is seriously wrong with our little girl. That isn't like Alicia. I can only view her from a distance because of the strained relationship I have with the Fantastic Four, but there are many other differences. Subtle, disturbing things. So we're not sure what he said, what the first difference was he said there, because we come in mid-sentence here. Subtle, disturbing things that only a parent would notice. Her entire personality seems to have changed ever since she married the Human Torch. Don't worry, my love, the puppet master will solve this mystery so puppet master is on the case and again puppet master's power you
0: think he made her call her pup call him puppet master <coughs> when they were in puppet. bed uh who him and marcia call me puppet, puppet master you think he always yeah. used himself or sometimes
1: nah, never mind i'm not going to get into weird puppet. we should he keep now. no i'm just not going to get into there it's too we, too much of a we time already time. went into so many
0: places i'll stop yeah, yeah. We'll come back to it someday, uh,
1: but yeah, I mean, so for whatever reason, Puppet Master, as he, as he often does, decides to take control of another hero to manipulate him for his own needs. In this case, for whatever reason, he has chosen to create a, a clay statue along with the radiation that allows him to control people through the clay. Because comics, um, I, I find. I mean, look comic stuff is always ridiculous but i think if you're gonna have something where like clay figurines control another person it should there should be like a mystical spiritual element to it i just don't buy the you add radiation to something that looks like someone and it controls them i know i should buy everything because it's just comics but even within comics there's some things that are a little bit of a stretch for me especially when you could have an, an easier explanation like he's a fucking wizard or something you know what do you what do you think am i crazy here
0: or he or he My put like or thing. he put like bat blood or he put like bat blood in his body and then electrocuted himself
1: or, or like that. Yeah.
0: And then scares the shit out of a child by, by revealing
1: yourself as a vampire. Yeah.
0: A lot of things you could do. And then accidentally kills the child. If you don't get that joke, you need to listen to the show way more often. Exactly. Or just at least last last episode.
1: <laughs> if you're new here, we give you a pass. Go listen to the last episode and it it'll all, it'll, all will be clear. Um, but for whatever reason, he has chosen this total loser, Vance, uh, aka Marvel Boy, one of the new warriors to control. So now we hop over to the new warriors, uh, their training facility, I guess, um, wherever the hell that is in the Manhattan penthouse. How many freaking hero teams live in New York? It's insane. It's a crowded city here. Um, let's see. Let's see if we can name some new warriors. I'm going to try to do this just by looking. We have... Name Arita. We have Speedball. We have Nova. Oh, here's a new warrior, huh? Um, fi- I want, Is she called Firestorm? No, that's the DC guy. Fireball. Firestar. It's Firestar. And I don't know Firestar. who that is. Firestar. Do you know who that other guy is? Looks Speedball. Like Speedball. No, no, the other guy. Oh, the Night Thrasher. Night Thrasher. Night Thrasher. There you go. All right. We just na- we just named the New Warriors, America's fastest growing comic book game show, exclusively here <laughs> on the Second <laughs> Print Comics. Yes, that's right. Name those New Warriors. Anyway, they're in a very, I don't know, an X-Men-esque sort of danger room training situation that isn't terribly interesting. Um, but then after a few pages of this, um, Vance uh, says, I just received a telepathic flash warning me of danger incredible danger and and speedball just goes uh-huh since when do you get telepathic uh, flashes like he's like that these aren't his powers at all like what, what's going on here he's like uh no time to explain i must go now and he just flies off um and meanwhile we go back to uh to and also the the, the new warriors also obviously concerned by the fact that this guy who doesn't have telepathic powers just got a telepathic something and flew off without saying anything they're concerned so they're going to take off after him of course they are and meanwhile um uh, Johnny and Alicia are at Alicia's apartment. You know what? I just realized, Ramzo? I just realized I, without even realizing it or thinking about it, you know, I, I take somewhat meticulous notes for the show for, these, for to prepare for this. And I did so. Some would say super some would anal. Say, I, I'm not going to say who, but some might say something like that. Uh, but um, I without even realizing it, I, I never looked at my notes. I've I just been going through the thing naturally. Totally forgot I had notes. The training wheels are off. Maybe this is my last day with notes. We'll see. We shall
0: see. But regardless, for now, it's a new era yeah. of Mark just memorizing all of this by
1: heart. Yes. And I'm not going to mix up issues or episodes anymore either. It's 2020. Wait, wait uh, let's not get
0: too ahead of ourselves. We'll see. I think I did it. I, <laughs> it's okay, Mark. No one has no one has moved on from 2020. <laughs> That's true.
1: That is true. I'm not alone there. Um, meanwhile, Johnny is at Alicia's apartment, uh, which has a Fantastic Four poster in it mm-hmm. and all this weird art now. Now she used to make this realistic looking art, but now I don't know. Her art looks like stuff from that house in Beetlejuice. Like it's like it's like really just weird shapes, like alien looking stuff. And um, he's like, "Come on, you, this this statue means so much to Ben. Like I know you can fix this thing. Like." he's family and she's like i don't know johnny i haven't worked on a piece of representative sculpture since before we were married i'm just not convinced i can properly repair it which seems weird if she made it in the first place and he's like well you've recently had a few shows with plenty of realistic statues she's like well that was my old work that was an unsold gallery inventory this is my this is my new style and points at this weird 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 looking art this weird alien looking art and he's like ah sweetie maybe we can work out a trade and basically he's he's he's, i think he's trying to yeah I, i believe he is offering to provide to his to his wife, which he should really be doing anyway. By the way, um, but, but he even says something hot and delicious.
0: A hero's got to do what a hero's got to do.
1: Something he's trying to sexually give sexual favors to his wife, so she'll fix his fucking statue. Anyway, right as they are uh, figuring this out, uh Vance, Marvel Boy, loser, busts in, and uh, they're like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" And he just basically grabs Alicia. He's like, uh, "I only know that the woman was cut with me, and I have no time to waste on you." And he grabs her and just flies off. So Johnny being, you know, obviously upset that his wife was just kidnapped by this guy flies after him shooting fireballs at him left and right uh and meanwhile the new warriors again just a step behind marvel boy they are chasing after him they see johnny shooting fireballs at him so what do we have a classic comic book mix-up where the heroes gotta fight each other so johnny is fighting basically the entire new warriors kind of getting his ass kicked so what does he do tosses up that fantastic four signal in the sky with his fire and they see it of course uh ben and sue and reed and uh they run out and apparently a in the whatever you call their their ship the fantastic four ship I I don't know what it's called. The four plane? I don't remember. I don't even know if it has a name. The thing. Either way. The thing the flying thing anyway they go and yeah, the thing. Uh, again we get some more hero on hero fighting as uh, Vance is c- 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 sort of holding Alicia he says um, he's a, it involves an alien invasion mind control and a complete reversal of reality as we know it and, and, and oh yeah this is what he's responding to Nova who's saying Marvel boy do you mind telling us what this was all about before uh, we take on the world's greatest super team and and he says that he says like it's about an alien invasion mind control and Nova's just like what the fuck are you talking about uh, so Nova flies up to the fantastic four and goes to read and basically nova is like the voice of or is trying to be the voice of reason here but because it's comics again we got to have a, a hero on hero throwdown. So the hothead thing, of course, just punches Nova in the face. And now the Fantastic Four has to fight the new warriors. So we get several pages of that. We got Johnny fighting with Firestar, fire on fire action, all that great stuff. Um, and eventually, though, they do, of course, as these things often tend to work out, they do come to their senses and say like, hey, why are we fighting each other? We're all heroes. And when they see that Vance. It's because is, they
0: were contractually obligated. Because
1: it's in our contract and we need to fill 10 extra pages. And uh, Vance says like, my friends, my teammates, say need me, I must go. He's kind of like, Maybe half coming out of the the spell or whatever, and Alicia's like, "You well, you can go help them, save them all, like stop this fight. This is absurd." And he's like, "No, I must, I, I must join the." He's kind of, it seems like he's fighting the uh, fighting the um, the control of puppet master. So he breaks free, goes to join the fight. And meanwhile, we see I don't know why we see him as a shadowy figure, like we don't know who it is. We see um, a voice say, "Alicia, I've come for you, child." And he she says, "Who is there? Who are you?" By the way, shouldn't she's blind? You'd think she would just know the voice of her stepdad without even anything else. Whatever. At that moment. Something behind me. Johnny gets struck by a Marvel boy who has joined uh, joined the foray again. Uh, meanwhile, Puppet Master is confronting Alicia, and he's saying, he's saying what I said. He's saying, don't you know me, Alicia? Can't you recognize my voice? And she says, no, no, stay away. Leave me alone. Don't hurt me. And he's like, I would never harm you, child. Is it all the excitement, the confusion, which prevents you from identifying me, or is it something more what happened to Alicia? what have they done to you and he's just kind of going after her, and, and they look afraid and at this moment yeah marvel boy I, I guess the spell wears off here i i think that's what happens it's not really clear but something happens to marvel boy and he's like falling into the ocean johnny still being a hero even though they're fighting even though he just nailed him in the back with this telekinetic blast flies down grabs marvel boy saves the day so now the heroes can really you know formally be friends again and now they see Puppet Master uh, and sort of grabbing Alicia. Thing sees it, and he says, um, you know, what's going Speedball actually sees it and says, uh, there she is. Who's, who's with her? And then they see the Puppet Master. So now the Fantastic Four and the New Warriors are all going after the Puppet Master. But don't worry. He's got a plan to escape. What is that plan, Remzo? That plan is a giant robot puppet. And that is what he calls it in a giant splash page as he holds out a puppet of a robot. And then this giant robot just bursts out, um, basically just uh, snatches up the
0: puppet master and escapes. And <laughs> so you see, Mark, that's why I miss about the 90s. Giant what robot was the solution puppet. to everything? Giant robot puppet. Yeah, giant robot everything. Yes. <laughs> Uh, there's th- a lack of giant robots in today's popular
1: culture yeah, and then alicia is like is still asking johnny she's like who was that man was he really my stepfather and i'm just thinking like why doesn't she know this know this very odd and reed says uh reed basically says you know I, sue actually sue says to read i just wish we understood what the puppet master hoped to gain by kidnapping alicia and reed says i have a hunch we'll learn soon uh, the answer honey and we won't like it and of course we're going to learn it very we're going to learn it very soon In our very next issue, Fantastic Four, number 357, this, this is my first ever comic book that I read. Uh, so this one, this is the one that has a real special place in my heart. Uh, we talked about this issue on the Weird Science comic podcast with our friend Jim Werner, uh, where I got to go through this issue in grand we detail. We love you, Jim. love you, Jim. Uh, went through this in grand detail. So I might not do a, a 45 minute rendition of this, of this episode, of this issue right now. Oh, it was so close. I was so close. Uh,
0: but nonetheless. You should be proud that you oh, tried. God. And try that hard to be honest. Uh we start off this issue. Positive thinking. We start off this
1: issue and uh Reed is doing tests. He's doing brain scans on Johnny Storm uh, because, of course he is, because that's what Reed does. He does tests and, you know, does, this, but he's always testing something. He's either testing new equipment, trying to go into another dimension, trying to check out the negative zone, uh, brain scanning his teammates and his family. This is what Reed does. This is who he is. Uh, apparently, Reed wants to form, like, a shield around the Fantastic Four's headquarters, and uh, so he's going to biometrically scan everyone, and this shield will then recognize everyone's brain scans or whatever or something because comic stuff uh, essentially and you know they're all doing it no big deal uh but then alicia comes into the room and they're like oh yeah alicia we're gonna scan your brain for this thing because you know we want to do this whole force field thing so we need you we need your brain scan and she's like whoa, whoa no no no, I don't, I don't want you i don't want you experimenting with my mind and reed's like there's there's absolutely no danger it's a, it's a simple procedure and ben ben chips in with e- even franklin wasn't went through it with a whimper franklin being of course the son of reed and sue richards and depending on who you ask Maybe the first mutant. Namor. Maybe the first mutant. Not the first oh, mutant. Yeah. I Namor. thought you were about to say Namor's son. Not not the first mutant <laughs> at all, but maybe a mutant or maybe not. In current continuity, apparently, he is actually not a mutant, but whatever. He just wanted to be and turned himself into whatever. We're not going to go down that path right now. He's a fucking mutant, as far as I'm concerned.
0: It's a whole yeah. thing. Um, but yeah. Remember that time during that X-Men fantasy draft two years mm-hmm. ago? You got disqualified <laughs> because of There's that. There's a lot of controversy surrounding that, and we're not going to get into it. But Jenny tried to the sabotage the whole thing, is the real point. Uh, but anyway. First she went after Mimic, then she went after Franklin. Uh, Alicia,
1: I'm, I'm moving along from that. Alicia is storming <laughs> off. She's saying, no, I would prefer to have Johnny and me moved out of here rather than subject myself to a needless health risk. And Sue's like, stop it right there, bitch. She doesn't say bitch. This is 1991 Marvel. I am deeply offended by your implications about my husband. The risk only to your health the risk the only risk to your health is your stubbornness and she says consider what reed has to say then decide whether you stay or go but i won't permit anyone to endanger my family out of what is this word pk p-i-q-u i don't know that word Remzo. do you p you know that word peak it's amazing but there are still words that i don't really but what does it mean what does it mean
0: what does define say peak? Remzo, again? what can you tell me about peak it's a word that people use when they want to sound smart They can't find another more appropriate word. Exactly,
1: uh, And eventually, Alicia basically says, all right, all right, I'll listen, whatever. Meanwhile, we hop over to a secure facility known as the Vault in the Rocky Mountain Range in Colorado. Uh, we see an armored guard going up to this guy and he, 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 the, the, uh, the guy who's in prison is the villain, the Thinker. He's saying, enjoying a little daydream, Thinker? Thinker saying, oh, I am actually in the process of destroying the Fantastic Four because the Thinker while his body is in jail, he has a backup body and he can control that body from jail. So he's actually also out of jail. Uh, Ramzo, before we go further, what can you tell me about the thinker?
0: The thinker is autistic.
1: That is one possible way to put it. I don't know that much about the thinker, to be honest. This is, I think
0: this, this episode is like he, my only. Like, I'm, like he totally has autism.
1: I mean, he's very talented. i say that. I will say that.
0: Yeah. But he's never actually like done anything evil, like on the hierarchy of villains, well, he tries to murder the fantastic four by, by sabotage a spoiler alert by sabotaging their space shield. So I, that seems somewhat evil. Yeah. Yeah. But, 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 but he does it because he wants to be friends half the time. Yeah.
1: He just, he just wants attention. Yeah. You know?
0: He just wants a friend. He literally does. He's like, he's a, he's a child lashing out. Yeah. He wants to be appreciated. Anyway. So he's like, he's like, he's like violent rain, man. <laughs>
1: So now the thinker is in his Colorado, or not his Colorado, his, his headquarters, uh, I guess in New York, because the pup Master's there like two seconds after he was at his uh, wife's grave. And uh, he shows up and he's like, oh, welcome, Puppet Master. I've been expecting you. He's like, I assumed you would be a thinker because thinker always thinks a few steps ahead, you see. Um, and basically he's like... Um, the autism. <laughs> he says, um, Yeah, he's like, oh, you heard about this thing with the new warriors? He's like, yeah, information is, is my life's blood. He's like, then you got to know something is up with my d- stepdaughter, Alicia. Something is, she's undergone a strange change, a disturbing transformation ever since she married the human torch she had failed to recognize my voice when i recently attempted to contact her and thinker says i have noted her aberrations okay you're right uh, i am prepared to share my conclusions with you <laughs> for a small favor you must destroy the fantastic four and he says that that's insane i fought them many times and i've always lost he's not saying it's insane because i shouldn't be killing people he's like no i've tried this so many times they always kick my ass he's like well not this time from the moment you read this information they are as, near, as good as dead We're going to find out what this plan is in just a bit. But meanwhile, Alicia is at this art gallery um, with all her weird alien shaped art and talking to this guy. And he's like, you know, Alicia, your your new style is quite innovative and dramatic, but no one is buying this shit. (laughs) Otherworldly abstractions are dead in today's market. The public only seems to want representational pieces from you you know like your old stuff and he's like well must like she says must I compromise my art he says well only if you want to sell my dear so he's just it's only two panels but it's just so funny especially like the look on this guy's face while he's looking at this piece of art I mean this is I gotta give credit to Paul Ryan for the art here because this face on this guy just says it all he's just looking at this thing like I can't believe this bitch is trying to sell this fucking piece of shit Like, and it's hilarious Um, meanwhile just outside Johnny Storm is hitting on some teenagers (laughs) some teenage girls uh, by uh, by. it by um, what's it called juggling juggling fireballs there you go he says keep your eyes on the bouncing flame balls ladies and she says oh my this one girl says oh my god kelly will die when she hears about this he's so gorgeous and johnny says well for my next act i'll need a stunningly beautiful volunteer from the audience miss would you care to and then alicia comes out and says johnny johnny are you here i want to leave now and this one girl says is that your girlfriend and he's like wife she's like oh too bad i was looking forward to your next move johnny says yeah me too wow what a fucking scumbag man not only is he entertaining these these very extremely young girls outside while his wife is trying to sell her shitty weird alien art um he's also like yeah sucks she's here huh guess i could have had some more fun with you my god johnny th- this is supposed to be a hero Remzo. this is like a ben affleck marriage Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what if ben affleck paid johnny he's probably a little too old huh you could young him down
0: Nah, I could have seen. I I always thought Brad Pitt, like a young Brad Pitt, like from Fight Club could have been a cool Johnny. I could see that.
1: I could see that. Uh, Oh, and then if that wasn't enough, as Johnny is walking away with Alicia, he is turning around and checking out the ass of this chick. (laughs) Like, unbelievable blatant. I'm not sure I'm supposed to like Johnny at all. I think we're supposed to think that maybe he's too young for marriage. Maybe that's what they're trying to convey here or something or not mature enough. In
0: in Johnny's in Johnny's defense, as a a, as a self-proclaimed ass man. If you see a beautiful piece of art, is it wrong to look at it? Uh, I mean, I don't believe so. No, I, I, don't, I think that was the
1: that's the least of his offenses. It's more his disappointment at his wife's <laughs> presence around these other girls that I would say was is his bicker crime.
0: Around these underage yes, girls, these
1: clearly underage uh, teenagers. But anyway, moving along, we're not going to dwell on uh, Johnny's potential pedophilia for too long here. Uh, moving along, sometime later in Four Freedoms t- Tower, uh, Johnny is getting some marital advice from Sue Richards. Quite possibly, even though I did name them the best comic book couple, only because basically purely out of nostalgia um yeah i'm not sure if she's number one person to be given marital advice to be honest uh but i found this pretty funny because you know she gives well better sue than read she gives them this advice. advice basically she's like uh you know she's like you know what does she say i don't even know what the hell she says Oh, yeah. She's like, you know, it comes with practice. You know, a few of us know how, you know, how relationships work. We are all kind of like just trying to trying to figure it out as we go. And then right after that, she goes up to Reed and she's like, hey, you got a minute, honey. I hate to disturb you, but something has come up. And she's like, he's like, uh, I'm sorry, Susan. Did you say something? I didn't even realize you were here.
0: You know, there's a nine year age difference between Mr. Fantastic um, and Sue. I did not know that. Well,
1: at that one, that was probably creepily. Oh, maybe it runs in the family with Johnny here. I don't. I don't know, man. Oh, yeah, there was a problem. That, that means there was probably a point. She likes some older. He likes some younger. There was probably a point that was inappropriate then. Once again, I mean, pretty, pretty much every relationship was inappropriate in the 1960s in comics like Professor X clearly hitting after after a 14 year old Jean Grey. Um, you know, I guess it's just just the way things were back then. Ah, oh, the 60s. Anyway, moving on problematic so yeah Reed is ignoring sue and she's just like oh, never mind you seem very entranced with that screen uh but in Reed's defense he was noticing something very important he says one of the brain scans i took earlier has been exhibiting some rather intriguing anomalies having the computer run a few diagnostic te- t- tests but i won't have the results until late tonight and she says well great well we'll have time to talk I just had a very upsetting conversation with Johnny because uh, he's, he's, he was basically saying in that previous conversation he's not sure if he's ready for marriage like, like okay we are you, you already got married like 60 issues ago maybe you should have thought about that but anyway uh, it's funny this is just coming up now but we'll, we'll see where this, these things go uh, meanwhile uh, the thinker not the thinker the puppet master is in his apartment and he's got a, I like the, the touch of the show like a bunch of little puppets he has handy he has got like a Captain America he's got a thing puppet Namor puppet a hog puppet uh, he's he He's ready for just about anything, man. He could really do a lot of damage controlling all all these heroes. You'd think he would be slightly more successful as a villain with this kind of power, but I digress.
0: If only he wasn't crippled by his weakness, alcoholism.
1: (laughs) And he said, "I thought you were going to say autism." Uh, (laughs) It's him and the tag team (laughs) thinker. Yeah, alcoholism and autism.
0: The alcoholics Uh, and the autism. (laughs)
1: Double A, bam, bam, M-C-O. And uh, he's saying that these conclusions are totally insane. They can't be true. And yet they explain everything. Unless I use this material, Alicia is as good as dead, but it will set the Fantastic Four on a path that could ultimately lead to their destruction. And without them, my stepdaughter cannot be saved. So what a conundrum. He's like, if I reveal this, they're going to die. If they die, I can't save her. What are we going to do? We will find out. Meanwhile, the thing who's apparently stoned is making an insane snack that looks like a bunch of waffles with like ice cream and and mayonnaise and, and peanut butter. I don't know. He's got a, he's, he's making like a Bill Cosby sandwich here in the middle of the night. Uh, and then he hears he hears a crash, hears a noise, and he runs into uh, it says, "Oh, that came from Stretcho's lab." And he sees someone on the computer, the same computer that Reed was looking at with the weird diagnostic results. He sees this shadowy creature and being the hothead he is, he doesn't want to wait one second to find out what's going on. He immediately Gives us his catchphrase. It's clobber in time. And he goes right after the shadowy figure. Now this shadowy figure, it ducks him, then it moves around. It's stretching. And now it's, but it's like changing shapes. You see the shadow change into like this weird dragon bird thing. It wraps around the thing. Of course, he's destroying a bunch of expensive equipment at the same time because he doesn't give a fuck. It's not, apparently it's not his money. Um, and he just smashes more equipment trying to go after this shadowy creature. He's, he's running and running. And then, uh, he suddenly runs into Alicia on in the hallway. He's like, Oh, Alicia, what are you doing up? Did I hear? Did I did I hear or feel something past you? Like something slimy? And and she's like, no, no, nothing came this way. Are, are you are you all right? You sound very agitated, Ben. And meanwhile, uh, and the rest of the Fantastic Four shows up. Reads like, what's all the commotion, big fella? And uh, Johnny says, is, is Arsenio raging ragging on again? Remzo, so you're probably too old for Arsenio Hall. I mean, too young for Arsenio Hall. Is that is that true?
0: I freaking
1: love Welcome to America. <sighs> all right. Anyway, moving on. Have you seen the Arsenio Hall show? The reason he's famous in the first <laughs> place. He had a show. Anyway, coming to America, great film as well. I'm actually, yes, that's why. why, (laughs) This is like uh, Kirstie Alley being the star of Cheers all over again. Yes, he had a show prior to coming to America. She was. And Woody Harrelson. Yes. Eventually, Woody Harrelson, after Coach died. We should just bring this up every episode uh, until everyone gets sick of it and stops listening anyway uh, moving on uh, so now they're all trying to search for this thing that, that you know that, that this thing this creature or whatever the thing saw they don't find anything but uh, yeah it seems like a sweep came up came up empty Reed and he's like hmm and the only damage seems to have been caused by Ben as always he's like give me a break stretch I don't usually pull my punches when I'm fighting in a dock <laughs> this, this Ben impression is changing uh, rapidly uh, Johnny flies in says I couldn't find any trace of an intruder either Reed uh, intruder or of any force entry and Reed says well, there must be a logical explanation, and then little Franklin wakes up. And says, "Maybe Uncle Benzy had a bad dream." That is the entire uh, that is all we see from Franklin in this in this uh, in this run here. He goes to bed. Then uh, this is before Franklin. I think he had I don't know. He's more of a baby here. He's like he's probably like two years old here. So I'm not sure if he was even really exhibiting powers uh, at this point yet in the comics. But uh, shortly after, he would be forming a pocket universe uh, to hide onslaught and a bunch of heroes in. So uh, that happens soon if it hasn't happened yet. Meanwhile Thing is walking in the rain in the trench coat and the hat, the uh, the other Marvel disguised outfit. This is basically what the Thing always wears when he goes out. Tied his uh, disgusting rocky face and he runs into the thinker in the alley and the thinker uh, the thinker i mean the puppet master puppet master says please mr grim it's me the puppet master he's like yeah i know you're like my lifelong nevinses you've controlled me before like i married i was in love with your daughter yeah i know you and he's like you gotta be crazy showing you ugly mug i had a blast into orbit and puppet master says please listen to me you're the only one i can turn to for help he's like you gotta be kidding me why should i help you he says, "We've been enemies in the past, but we have always shared a common ground. Our love for Alicia—you must save her. She's in desperate danger." says, "I just seen her a few minutes ago. She looked fine. Why would I trust you? Your power is controlling minds. How do I know this ain't no trap?" He says, "You must believe that my love for my stepdaughter outweighs any desires that I have for revenge." Meanwhile, we go back. Johnny's talking to Alicia, and he's saying, "Look, it's—it's it's the truth. Ben can be a stubborn, pig-headed, ornery old cuss. Ornery old cuss. But hallucinations are a bit out of character. I don't think he'd." he'd takes lsd or anything like that Uh, that that's my uh, commentary not johnny's and he says we aren't talking mr imagination here you should and she said are you suggesting someone else caused him to destroy reed's machine someone like the Puppet Master. So now she's tossing out this guy as a, dun, as a potential. Dun, dun. Yeah. And he says... and many, but anyway, they're talking. And then, of course, again, because he can't just open the door, Thing busts through the wall like the fucking Kool-Aid man here. And he's like, move back, Johnny. And he's like, have you completely flipped out? What are you doing, man? He's like, don't let her near you. And, jo- and now Thing just goes after Alicia. He's like, he ain't your problem, pal. I am. I'm going to kill your woman. This is hilarious. I mean, it's not. it shouldn't be hilarious, but... When you think about what's going on here, Ben is just chasing Alicia, like going after her. Like if he knows something and we'll find out what this thing he knows is, wouldn't it make more sense to say To say what that thing is first, (laughs) instead of so they will at least have an idea of why you're going after what is seemingly just a defenseless blind woman might have made sense. But no, this is the thing. He's a hothead. So he's just going right after her. And uh, Sue is chasing after them to try to stop this melee. uh, But but Reed stops her. He's like, no, wait, Sue, you mustn't interfere. And she's like, what? Why are you stopping me? He's like, the Puppet Master is about to. He's like, no, no, no. Not you, not she's like, oh, no, not you, too. She thinks Reed is now controlled uh, so that we we dive back over to this melee here where Johnny is just trying to protect, uh, protect Alicia um, and while she gets away. He's kind of like distracting the thing thing, throws a blanket on him to try to put him out, which I found pretty funny. Uh, but thing is just relentlessly coming after Alicia, breaking all the fucking walls along the way, breaking through the walls instead of going through any doors. Just literally, he must cause millions of dollars of damage just in these two issues. Uh, it's insane how much damage the thing does here. Anyway, chasing Alicia, chasing her, chasing her again. Johnny comes back, you know, spits fire at him. Um, Thing throws, you know, t- pulls out this big column that hopefully isn't holding anything important in this building up and swings it at Johnny. Uh, Just going after after um, after Johnny and Alicia relentlessly. Um, You know, Johnny's kind of holding back. He's just trying to kind of swat him away. But he's he's even says, Alicia, I'm coming for you again. Maybe while you're in this melee. Mention why you're coming for her instead of just letting him think you're trying to murder his wife for no reason again. But this is Ben getting some
0: OJ vibes
1: here. <laughs> big time. And and she's saying and, and now we see Reed and Sue run down the hallway and she's like, I still don't understand why you restrained me. Again, why doesn't Reed explain this while they're running? He's like, I don't have time to explain it. Well, you had time to say you had time to say you don't have time to explain it. So couldn't you? It's no, there's not that much to explain. You had to be alerted to the fact that I had already activated my protective biofield. Uh, he's like, so they're running and again. A thing tries to hit Alicia and misses her and like breaks another freaking wall. And now he's about to literally he's about to kill her. He's holding his fist, his big rock fist over a regular blind woman. He's like, this is your last chance. Show yourself. And she says, I'll do anything you ask. I swear I will. And and Reed says, uh, you know, I'm afraid that won't be necessary. The oh, no. first Johnny says, it's about time you two got here. Stop him. So, you know, stretch your body around him. Stop him before and he says, I'm afraid that won't be necessary, Johnny. And the pup Master has just been chilling here the whole time. I guess he he says as usual. You are quite correct, Doctor Richards. You have arrived to witness the most stunning revelation, and we see shocked looks on everybody's face as we see Alicia's, um, just like kind of shadow from behind. And Thing says, "I got real bad news for you, kid." And Johnny's saying, "What what is happening to Alicia? She seems to be changing, transforming." And Thing says, "Your loving wife is a stinking scrawl," and we see that Alicia masters for who knows how long. Maybe we'll find out in the next issue. Has been a scrawl. Johnny's been married to a stinking scrawl, Remzo, What would you think of this revelation,
0: man? Johnny got to live vicariously every teenage nerd's dream. He forgot to put he got no to fuck a super hot alien lady. That too. Yeah,
1: yeah. Always, always be specific. Is what I would say. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was funny, like this being my first uh, comic I ever read, like I didn't even really know what was going on at all here. Like I didn't know what a scroll was. Obviously, I figured out it was some kind of shape shifting thing. Um, so I really came in hot in the, like, the middle of the storyline. But I think it was partially like I really enjoyed the team dynamic, like even though it's a little cheesy now, I kind of enjoyed like thing always going after Johnny. I enjoyed like the uh, read, like ignoring Sue, things like this. And I really enjoyed all the regular tropes. Yeah, all the regular things that you see in comics. And then I I really enjoyed this twist at the end. And I think it was this twist in the end that really got me to come back because they have they advertised it in the issue, not not the one we're reading on Marvel Unlimited here. Uh, But they're like the next issue after this is the 30th anniversary issue. So they end with a big cliffhanger. They take me right into this 30th anniversary issue, uh, which we are going to go into next fantastic four number 358 now i just told you the the last issue was priced a dollar this issue 62 pages so it's more than double the normal length of and this is without the ads so it's probably like an $1. 80 page, 50 probably an 80 pages you how much you think
0: dollar
1: $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. 50 250 Two. Ooh, that's a that lot a for fortune. 1990s prices oh, that was a fortune so basically I just started reading comics and already I'm selling out double price for an anniversary issue. They were training me young. That is for sure. That's probably the equivalent of like a seven 95 issue nowadays, like in in comparison. Oh, easily. All right. So we start off hot here and now it's Johnny who's going after his wife. I guess he's screaming, what happened to Alicia? What have you done to my wife? And just spraying fire at her he's like how long have you been masquerading as her where is she like it's gonna be hard to answer these questions if you're like blowing fire on her i would think um this but,
0: green bitch got me paying her rent and, and
1: Reed, always the calm one in these situations says johnny you must calm down <laughs> you won't accomplish anything with this outburst and, and and johnny's like i'll make her talk even if it means killing her in the process And like well you probably have to pick one i don't know if you're it kind of defeats the point kill yeah you gotta you gotta kind of choose choose which one you want to do there and and sue's like it's no use Reed. he's completely out of control." Um, and Reed actually grabs Johnny with his stretchy arm, pulls him and burns his hand. Because of course, even though it's stretchy, it's still a regular hand and on fire. So Reed like burns his hand. Johnny keeps going, going after Alicia, uh, uh, Sue tries to stop Johnny in one of her like force field bubbles and Johnny goes freaking supernova like supernova is something he, that he reserves for like this is, it takes a lot out of him and it makes a huge explosion but at that the supernova explosion inside this is enough to break it um, and break Sue's control over it but it also you know it fucks up Johnny because that's what the supernova does and this is when he kind of calms down a little bit comes to his senses he's like I don't need your false sympathy you know Ben's trying to console him he's like Alicia used to be your girl before I married her and I can just I love these recaps for the readers like who would talk like this like who, who recaps in real life um before i married her and i can just guess how you feel about this go ahead gloat say what's on your mind he's worried about gloating right now yeah I and mean, he's like like dude who's thinking about gloating right now like like we have this fucking scrawl who's your wife like we have better, bigger things to worry about uh meanwhile they're kind of just talking now calmly i guess not really caring what this scrawl is doing uh and reed's like look 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 and johnny's like how are your hands Reed?" he's like oh, oh they're fine i'm already i've already immersed them in an antiseptic solution which will prevent blistering <laughs> of course he has very calm i reed really takes this stuff uh very well i have to say uh and he's like oh great we're all one And thinks is we're all one big happy family again but this ain't no time to start humming the brady bunch theme song and reed says i agree ben we want answers now as he points at what is apparently not alicia masters he says who are you he says well my my real name is lija and i will tell you everything you wish to know so now we get a recap uh, a lot of it is what i talked about she talks about how she was you know uh growing up in the scrolls and you know how the scrolls were the arch enemies of the fantastic four yada 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 and then this one scroll uh came up with this idea to uh replace uh one of the fantastic four or no yeah be, but not with the fantastic four that was the first idea but he's like there's no way we could replace one with the fantastic four we'd have to have powers and this whole thing he's like well maybe we could replace someone close to them instead so they and they pull up alicia masters the girlfriend of the thing so they have a little recruiting thing and they choose Lija, uh one of the top recruits one of the top cadets here at scrawl academy to turn into alicia masters she you know perfects her face and everything goes to earth uh and, and but then right when she's on her way to earth what happens remzo secret wars happens and so the fantastic four gets whisked away to battle world all sorts of secret wars stuff happens uh and when they come back like i said earlier i don't remember why but for some reason thing doesn't come back and she hulk has replaced her even has her own fantastic four outfit uh so uh so now Alicia's like plan is kind of thrown off she's like oh shit what do i do so she decides and she's like years of sacrifice and preparation would have been for naught unless i could find a way to salvage the situation she'd been training for this for years and so for her whole life basically her whole adult scroll life She said, so I adjusted my strategy, and I went after Johnny. My original intent was to take the the role of a close confidant, but he was so charming, so gentle and caring that I, I just couldn't help myself. Contrary to the most sacred laws of deep cover, I fell in love. But then the thing returned expect- unexpectedly Aww. in a leotard. <laughs> He's wearing this ridiculous leotard. I don't know why this was his outfit when he came back.
0: Maybe because maybe She-Hulk took his leotard? You, you know what they were calling him when he had his? No. So after Secret Wars, he had a limited series called Ranger, Ranger Grimm or something. What? Where he was basically Ranger? like, Damn. he was... He, he, he was calling himself the ranger of battle world. Oh God.
1: So he just stayed there and was it was a bad ranger for a while. Oof. Yeah. He We're was like, that never happened. you
0: know, it, it, it was like, it was like Kung Fu of David Carradine where he just goes from town to town, like fighting bad guys and saving people, but it wasn't good. So they quickly wanted people to forget about it. So they brought him back.
1: Did he choose to stay there in battle world? The storyline,
0: yeah, because they because because at that point he he was like you know once we leave this place no one will be here to protect these people and they yeah. don't see him as a monster they see him as a hero so he was like you know I'm gonna stay here because at least people are nice to me
1: yeah, well I guess you can understand that to an extent uh, but anyway he comes back and uh, just right back to his old thing ways goes after Johnny uh, because he sees him with his uh, with his his love of his life but. He's the one, this is my point, he's the one that decided to stay in Battleworld to be Ranger fucking Grim and didn't even fucking send a letter back for Alicia. So am I supposed to really be that upset for him that she moved on? Now, yes, it sucks that it moved on to Johnny, someone he knew and was considered family and friend and all that stuff. But still, you're the one that abandoned her and became fucking Ranger Grimm. So... Chillax with the judgment. Anyway. Um yeah, we're still getting the recap from Elijah. Eventually, you know, thing gets over it and uh, you know, Johnny and uh, you know Johnny and um and Alicia get married. And now Johnny's saying, Enough, I won't hear any more of your lousy lies. I married the real Alicia, not some slimy scroll freaking racist man uh you're not my wife she says no please johnny it's all true i am the woman you fell in love with i shared your bed and your life i love you johnny and i am carrying your oh, baby snap damn she pulled a rapture she pulled a rapture on dragon or the other way around um, maury, man, so, maury 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 <laughs> here's the real dad uh man what a day for johnny though my god not only does he find out that his wife is actually a shape-shifting alien she's also pregnant poof What a day. And this is the same day he was checking out that chick. I mean, man, (laughs) he was just juggling fireballs. She got him down. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, Johnny's on the roof contemplating this fucking terrible day. And the thing comes up, and says, how you holding up, kid? I feel like thing likes us a little bit, don't you? Don't you get the sense that he's like secretly kind of happy that this is just an alien and it wasn't actually his Alicia the whole
0: time? As as Bruno Mars would say, this chick has some smoking out the window. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Bruno Mars and Michael Jackson, his dad. Uh, how you holding up, kid? Don't you <laughs> worry. Reed's
1: already revving up the old rocket. We'll find the real Alicia. And he says, well, that's part of my problem, Ben. The real Alicia isn't my... My Alicia. My Alicia, my wife is a scroll, and she's carrying our child. I'm gonna be a father to an alien. <laughs> it's like I want to do the right thing. Is he talking about abortion? I don't think so. Uh, I want he's not he's not rapture here, but I don't know what that is. And he says, Well no matter what, Johnny, you ain't gonna face it alone. I might just smash half the building getting mad at you, but you ain't gonna face it alone. He says, When I think of all the all we share, the secrets, the little laughs, the really good times. I loved her, Ben. I truly loved her. God help me. I still do as Ben comforts Johnny, which is nice after he tried to murder him last last issue. Uh, meanwhile, Reed is working on a Spaceship because, well, what are they going to do? They're going to head to the Andromeda gal- Galaxy where the Skrulls live. Because they gotta figure this shit out. <laughs> I think that's the first thing. Let's just go to this scroll fucking planet and try to sort this fucking thing out and get. They want to get the real. Here's Alicia.
0: your pregnant secret agent. Can we please have our blind chick back? If the scrolls are so evil, why did why did they capture Alicia? As and as we'll see,
1: keep her in stasis instead of just killing her. Like they're scrolls, like they're trying to kill the Fantastic Four, but they can't kill Alicia. Maybe they do have some kind of moral code about killing innocents. Maybe there is a little bit of scroll honor there.
0: We are scrolls,
1: but we are not monsters. Yes, we will only capture you and keep you in stasis and replace you with a shapeshifter, but we will not kill you. <laughs> we'll take Sounds away. about right. And, and and Reed's like, like this is all my fault, Susan. So I should have realized Elijah was a fake. And and so like, she fooled everyone. He's like, yeah, but I know I'm fucking Reed Richards. <laughs> she's smarter than that. I should have known the Skrulls would eventually try something like this. It's my responsibility to anticipate these problems and to prepare appropriate defenses. I should have been prepared. He really screamed here. And he's, he's like, you're only human, Reed. You can't you can't anticipate everything. She's, she's, a, she's just she's such a sweet wife, you know. He ignores her. He's always building shit, building rockets, cleaning up for Ben shit. And he's she's always so sweet to her. I think that's why I like them as a couple, even though he's maybe not as deserving of it. He says, I know, I know, but I always realize that I am ultimately responsible for every ill that has ever befallen us since that fateful day. And now, even though it's a 30th anniversary issue, I don't know how many people are hopping on Fantastic Four 356. Although I did. Actually, I'm who they wrote this for because I didn't even know their origin yet. I didn't know anything yet. So Reed gives us a little Fantastic Four recap origin. I'll give it to the readers real quick. Reed Richards is a college scientist, wants to go to space, recruits his best friend who probably has no business in a a thing, along with his girlfriend who probably has no business going to space, along with her younger brother who probably has no business going to space, and as you can imagine, things go wrong. They get bombarded with cosmic rays. When they get back to Earth, they feel a little funny. Well, they feel funny because they got powers now. Reed is the invisible woman. She can turn invisible and make invisible things out of whatever. Uh, Reed, uh, Thing, is super strong. You might even call him a thing. Uh, He's just a big, strong rock creature. Uh, uh, Reed, Mr. Fantastic, is just turned into a stretchy type dude, uh like Mr. Pl- plastic Man, I guess, basically. Who came first?
0: Plastic Man or Reed Richards? Had to be plastic man, right? Plastic man. Technically, yeah, sure. technically, I think it was either plastic man or the elongated man. The elongated man? Yeah. yeah One I of think things. So.
1: Either way, this is just a, a copy of those. This is a, basically a smart, a smart elongated yeah. man. Uh yeah, and they and they four, and of course Johnny turns into the human torch. And they are the fantastic four. Thank you very much for that recap, Reed. And Reed continues, I can never, I must never forget that it was all due to my carelessness, my failure to anticipate and solve an obvious problem. And Sue's like, yeah, actually, this is all your fault. What the fuck was I thinking saying with you? That's not what she said. She says, don't be so hard on yourself. All problems are obvious in hindsight. And then Reed says, that's love speaking. You see, Remzo, they are a great couple. She says, yes, and it's also the truth. Speaking of truth, what the fuck are we going to do about Elijah? Do you really think she's pregnant? He's like, I don't know. I don't even think scrolls and humans can even mate. So maybe she's full of shit. But we'll figure that out later. I don't have time for a pregnancy test. I got to fix up the spaceship so we can go to the fucking Andromeda Galaxy, which apparently is no big deal to do. Meanwhile. Ben and the the puppet master are walking in a park because that's what they do now. They're walking in Central Park and Ben says, I never much liked your puppet master. Far as I'm concerned, you ain't nothing but a sleazeball and a crook, but you're Alicia's stepfather. And I figured it's only right for me to tell you what's happening. He says, I I appreciate the gesture, Mr. Grimm." He's like, we'll find a, even if we got to take on the entire, wasn't he there? Why did he leave? When when did he leave? He was just standing there when they figured this whole thing out. And I guess he just slid out the back door.
0: Because they need some additional exposition.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then uh, so Mad Thinker, I'm not Mad Thinker, Puppet Master goes back to his house, returns to his, his current lodgings. We see all his other puppets there. He says the thing is a fool. He doesn't realize that I blame the Fantastic Four for my daughter's abduction, my stepdaughter's abduction. I cannot lash out at them until they have rescued her. The Mad Thinker recently told me he had a plan to destroy the Fantastic Four. Well, I hope he succeeds. <laughs> like, well, I wish him well. I must make certain that he doesn't interfere with Alicia's recovery. Thus, I must employ my King Cobra puppet. So now, the, um, who, this basically looks like Serpentor from G.I. Joe is this villain, King Cobra. Remzo, let's try this. What can you tell me about King Cobra? He looks like Sir Penser from G.I. Joe. I know nothing about him either. Um, but yeah, they, they basically he takes control of this guy, King Cobra, who is in the cell next to the Thinker. And he says, hey, Thinker, you've been looking awful smug lately. He's like, yeah, I've been enjoying a particularly satisfying practical joke. I just told an old friend that I had a foolproof plan to obliterate the Fantastic Four and he fell for it. And King Cobra says, what a jerk. The thinker says my sentiments exactly. But Thinker, because he's the Thinker, he knew that Puppet Master would control King Cobra and he did this on purpose he he he's trying to manipulate the puppet master into thinking that the thinker had thought that he had fooled the puppet master are you following this Remzo? uh thinker is now thinking to himself back in with his other body in his uh, in his lab or whatever he's like that's why i went to such lengths to learn which manufacturer supplied supplied the fantastic four with a radiation shielding for their spaceship so that i could change a few decimal points in their specifications according to my calculations that shielding will shatter as they attempt to return home Again, you say it doesn't do anything that evil. This sounds kind of evil. For all practical purposes, the Fantastic Four are already dead. They just aren't aware of it yet. Um, so now the Fantastic Four is getting ready to fly to space and who joins them who joins them in Sue's old outfit it's Lijah. and Johnny's like what is she doing here why is she wearing Sue's costume he's like calm down Johnny we need Lysia and she's also the she's the only one that can lead us to Alicia the uniform will help us to differentiate her from the other Skrulls he's like oh is this before or after she betrays us She's like Johnny please I gave Reed my word of honor I'll, I'll I'll help you in exchange for my freedom you of all people should know me well enough to realize that you can trust me you just found out I was a shape like alien T- Does yesterday, he know?
0: Does yesterday,
1: he? Yesterday, come on. He says, "Don't kid yourself, lady. I don't know you. I never did." And storms onto the plane. Meanwhile, we get a, we get a scene where they're trying to like they're like, "Hey, uh, Reed Richards is going to space." And this FDA got FDA guy, uh, FAA guy is like, uh, "Is he clear to fly?" He's like, "You cl- you get him clear. He's Mister Fantastic. He can do what he wants." So Mister Fantastic, I guess they shut down all of New York City airspace so this guy can fly to space to chase to to go find this uh, capture blind. Catch a blind lady, <laughs> and so they fire off to the Andromeda Galaxy, a trip which apparently doesn't take a terrible amount of time. Uh, and we get there, and we see this guy being experimented on. This one scroll, we don't really know exactly what's happening to him, but they are trying to imbue him uh, with some sort of powers. It's we it would seem. Uh, they fly up to this um, to this scroll base and they're like, oh, it just looks like a moon here. I don't see anything. And things like this place looks dead on Yankee Stadium during the playoff season. Because this is when the Yankees were bad. So this is when I was a Yankee fan in the early 90s and they were historically bad, terrible. Uh, and Elijah says do not allow appearances to deceive you Ben it's like we just did that for like five years bitch beneath the harmless exterior lies untold potential for destruction swing us toward that northeast crater so they land and they get into the scroll the scroll base and they're like oh shit Fantastic Four is here humans a penetrator stronghold destroy them because that's the first thing we do and a fight breaks out of course because they come in guns ablazing, fists ablazing, fire a blazing um, invisible shields ablazing, and and Johnny is especially you know fired up just shooting shooting fire everybody and uh yeah so basically we just get this big battle here uh, goes on for several pages because hey this is like a 60 page issue plus uh, you know plus ad so we got we got space to fill all right we got to justify this $2.50 so we get many many pages of the Fantastic Four uh, battling the scrolls who are all changing into you know different kind of crazy creatures that they tend to do but then this other scroll came out, comes out he is known as the Power Scroll and he was imbued with powers specifically meant to counter the powers of the Fantastic Four so he has like ice powers to counter uh, you know to counter Johnny's uh, Johnny's fire and so on and so forth. Uh, so he's basically able to continue. He has like a
0: that's his name. Pyebok the, the power scroll.
1: scroll yes. Uh, Reed then escapes into the vent as the battle continues. Um, that's kind of meaningless. He just comes out of the vent again in like three, three more pages uh, thing is, is kind of giving going toe to toe with payback here. He seems to give him sort of the best uh, the best run for his money but not quite enough. He uses the ice his ice powers to totally freeze the thing. Although thing is able at the last second to grab the floor and pull the whole thing out and knock payback over. Meanwhile uh, Reed pops out out of the vent and punch starts punching some scrolls while payback and uh thing are just going at it uh sue has the assist with her invisible shield uh we then see that elijah is she's basically stressing she's like oh no sue she's always been kind to me where do my true loyalties lie Payback is my commander my former lover oh a little detail there um and yet, oh! and yet the fantastic four has become my family i no longer belong in either world I am Skrull in my body and human in my soul. Uh, So she's having a little bit of a a moral crisis here as this battle continues. Um, We see here uh, Johnny is about is like shooting at some Skrulls while Payback is slowly approaching him from behind. And she and and she's just standing there thinking what to do. She's like, you know, Payback means to butcher Johnny from behind. He strikes to avenge my honor. Johnny deserves to be punished for rejecting me. (laughs) I hate the way he callously injured. Turn his back on the beautiful life we once shared. Yeah, I mean, I think it's understandable after finding out you're an alien, not the person. Yeah, I hate it, but I could never hate him. Not my Johnny. Pibok, no. And she turns into this you know, crazy looking beast and she takes the bullet, she takes the blast from Piebach in front of Johnny and collapses to the ground. And this is when Johnny cries out, oh, God, Lijah. So he does still have some feelings for her. And um, uh, Pibok says that traitorous before he gets cut off. So I assume she was about to say that traitorous something uh how could you define me like that how could you prefer that earth swine to me to me I shall destroy them destroy them all uh, but thing grabs another pole which hopefully isn't holding this thing together and uh, crushes Pylock with this big uh this big post and takes him out so I guess that's all it really needed to do I yeah do was distract him and get him angry um, meanwhile Johnny's kind of comforting elijah he's trying to take care of her and he's like I'm so sorry she's saying I'm so ju- sorry Johnny please forgive me all the lies all the deception he's he's very forgiving he says yeah they don't matter anymore i'm totally cool i tried to murder you yesterday but now i'm fine with it uh nothing matters except you and she says <laughs> oh man <laughs> the lies just piling on now she says there is no baby johnny <laughs> Bitch! I, I was just hoping you would return to us i love you johnny i, I only wanted you to love me and he's like i lied you too so he's really taking this baby lie very well like he doesn't even bat an eye he's like yeah i lied about the baby that's he's probably relieved he's probably like, thank god i don't have a fucking weird scroll shape-shifting fire alien baby that's the deal On top of all this, he's like, I do, sweetheart. I love you, Elijah. I have always loved you. I always will. And it seems like she's dying here or about to die or something. Uh, but as he's like holding her, um, there's some more commotion and pie is emerging from the rubble. My God. Uh, so they're saying, all right, we got to go. And, and Johnny, we got to get out of here. This, this whole thing is collapsing probably because the thing just grabbed that post and smashed pie with it. And uh, Sue's like, come on, Johnny, we got to go. He's like, no, I can't leave Liza. And he's like, ain't nothing you can do for her Now thing says, besides you can't stay that she can't stay behind. That ain't the way she'd want it. He's like, oh, you're right. Yeah, fuck her. So they just run away. (laughs) And then
0: meanwhile. This is a terrible relationship. uh,
1: One second ago, she's admitting that she lied about this baby. But Johnny doesn't care because he's expressing, he's so busy expressing his love for her. And two seconds later, he's like, yeah, fuck her, whatever. Nothing we can do. Oh, this is really hilarious to me. Um, meanwhile, uh, Reed has found Alicia Masters, who's being held in stasis and looks like Neymarita. Uh So he captures her. I think she is literally naked in one panel, it seems. Uh, and he or, or they just didn't bother to color in her suit. She's completely in the nude for one. Yeah, it's only for one. This seems like an art mistake of some kind. She's just she's just skin colored <laughs> entirely. Uh, Reed is carrying her out of there. Meanwhile, Plyblock is going nuts. He's like so angry about the Elijah thing and he's just blowing everything up. They get into escape. Um, Reed has uh, Reed is, is flying towards them in this other little this little craft with Alicia. He's like, we don't have a second to spare. Uh, so they get in the plane. They fly off. Uh, they, they burst out. And they're like, all right, we made it. Cool. But then Reed realizes, wait, something something's going on here. The fact that we're still here seems cause enough for celebration. We're alive, but I'm, I'm initiating a diagnostic check on the entire Star Cruiser. Something seems to be off here. And meanwhile, Alicia sees the thing and she goes and hugs the thing because she loves the thing. You know, th- this, is, this is who she last loved. She never had a relationship with Johnny. She's been a saint this whole time. So she hugs the thing and you can tell Johnny's kind of like, he's like, am I supposed to be in love with her? Because I thought I was. But actually, it's that chick that I just fucking ditched like in one second without even thinking about it after expressing my love for her. I don't know. Donnie looks perplexed. He's not sure what he's supposed to think. Meanwhile, there's no time to t- talk about that because an alarm has gone off we do a cutaway to back to the thinker in his jail cell and he says this is exactly 23 seconds past the hour isn't time different in space depending on where you are whatever according to my calculations the fantastic four should have completed their mission and embarked on their return flight they should be getting a little surprised about now and we go back to the fantastic four ship and we see the shield just literally falling off uh, of, of the ship altogether and uh reed you know kind of tries to explain what's going on he's like yeah basically you know an instant before the shielding the shielding scattered the computer discovered a much more serious problem apparently a." piece of debris punctured our hyperdrive system the engine is totally useless for all practical purposes we are stranded in space to be continued i'm not going to continue this on this episode though because this goes into a whole bunch of other random stories that really don't have to do with this it was just let's get them in space for some other adventures here uh eventually though elijah does actually become Maybe not a formal member, but she remains a steady part of this series for a few years, for a lot longer than you would expect. She actually becomes, uh, you know, a staple and does get back with Johnny as a scroll and goes on adventures and missions with the Fantastic Four. And it's a whole thing. I'm going to say right now, Remzo, this has inspired me because this is where I started reading comics. I'm going to continue on this run until I get to the end of it, because I just want to I just want to relive the whole thing, relive all the magic. But anyway, Be in the moment. Why don't we start with you? Why don't you give us your score here for this little run of fantastic four?
0: You know, it's um it it's a very classic fantastic four story it might not be like you know the rise of the submariner or the coming of galactus or something like that but this was one of the you know those those moments in the 90s where the fantastic four despite what some would think we're, we're still finding innovative ways to take this super powered family drama and make it interesting and for that um you know while it might not be a top tier fantastic four story it's definitely one of the fun ones i've always enjoyed so i'm going to go ahead and give it a three point five for the art um there there were just some parts where you know it's like this this it's like grungy jack kirby but not in a good way i've never really been a fan of this style because we see this sometimes in in uh in in the amazing i'm sorry spectacular spider-man around the same era you see this a little bit in uncanny x-men i wasn't incredibly keen on it i'm gonna give it um a three. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a a total score of a 6.5. It may sound really bad, but you know, it also didn't, uh, scratch my usual test of, is it good for old, you know, seasoned readers or is it good for, you know, absolutely new readers? It's like a, it, it, it's like a middle ground. So, I mean, if you picked it up and you were a new guy, you, you'd understand it much like marketed. I mean, you don't have to spend too much time catching up, but if you've been someone who's been reading it for a while, I, uh, I guess if you're a fantastic four fan, which I've, I've never really been that much of a fantastic four fan, unless you count the ultimate fantastic four, It's uh it it's just all right so you know it's there i think a 6.5 is is probably kind of low compared to some people but that's just how it goes with me
1: all right well I'm going to say as with you seem upset. No, 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 no. I'm actually, we're going
0: to, we're gonna be very close. Or maybe he's like, how dare you piss off my favorite comic?
1: Now, I mean, as with a lot of these things, um, where they hold a special place in my heart, there is probably like a little extra nostalgia oomph that, I, that I give to it. Uh, but no, this is not like a mind blowing story. Um, I, it just has a special place in my heart. Uh, but it is kind of fun. Like you said, it's, it's totally fun. Like it's a very easy read. Um, I had a lot of laughs reading it throughout. Out. and it is a big pretty big part of fantastic four lore it's also a great introduction to the fantastic four because they recap so much in this uh so i think it actually is a pretty good starting point because you do get the origin in this story and you get the whole you got a lot of the history secret wars alicia masters like if you wanted to start with fantastic four and didn't want to just you know read the masterworks or read all the old stuff this wouldn't be a terrible place to, to kind of jump in to be honest because you, you kind of do get a feel for things pretty quickly um so i would say this is like a a a very good above average, fantastic four story. Uh, So I'm going to give the writing a a 3.5. I'm going to go with you. It's not, I I can't quite give a four. I don't think it's like spectacular. Uh, I'm going to give it a 3.5 and I'm going to give the art a 3.5 too. Like it's not amazing. Uh, It does the job. It's perfectly serviceable. I would even call it above average because there's really, except for that one panel where Alicia just looked naked for some reason. I I mean, it's, it's, it's exactly what it needs to be for the art. So it's not quite at the four, which I
0: would say is like very, very good but it's just good enough. So I'm going to give it a total of seven as well. So that brings it to a 6.5 plus seven, a 13.5 out of 20. Yeah. 13.5,
1: only a tick below our Morbius bond of blood score last week. So I would say that would firmly keep it in the what in the Sunday read range. (laughs) It's a fun Sunday read. I could dig it. It's a fun read and it doesn't, this, this flies, this really does fly. I read this whole thing in like, you know, in like 30 minutes, the three issues. It's fun. All right. Well, that being said, Remzo. Well, by the time this airs you will will have already probably survived your bachelor party, but uh I'll just tell you have fun at your bachelor party. <laughs> and then next week I maybe we'll get some it. updates or the and now all the all the juicy details. I did promise that if you uh if we got what did you say if we get w-
0: if we could get two, two annual, annual patrons, patrons by the end of January, I will do a special edition Remzo oh, rant telling you everything about the bachelor party from takeoff in milwaukee till i leave nevada so if you
1: become an annual patron not only could you get two free months you can also possibly if you're the first one you can get the inferno uh the inferno collection from eric and and you could unlock not just for yourself but for the entire second friend patreon the secrets of Ramza's bachelor party. I want this to happen. Please. It might be the only way I find ever find out the full truth. So please somebody somebody do this at least two of you uh, applies to current patrons as well. But thank you guys so much for anybody out there as well. Of course the one of the best ways easiest ways to help the show is to leave us a five star rating and a great review over over on Apple podcasts. Uh, whether you use that or not to listen to podcasts it is the number one platform and really getting getting more reviews getting more ratings there really does help us a uh, pop up in those algorithms when people are searching for dorky comic book podcasts. To listen to, so that's why we're here. Remzo, any last words?
0: No, folks, be awesome, be fantastic, be excellent to each other, and remember if nothing else happens, you can always read comics and change, and change the world. world. Good night, America. Adios.